All right, Motown Rundown. It's August 10th. It's been a while, I think, right? It feels like it's been a yeah. while. I think yeah, it was like I mean, nine days. Well, also, in our defense, the Tigers haven't played a baseball game, well, other than the Pirates series. We had to wait like a month for the Tigers to play their next game because the Cardinals, Cardinals couldn't yeah. fit. Dude, the Cardinals have played like five games this year. Yeah, I saw the record the other day. And they're in second was- place because of win percentage in their division. <laughs> yeah, something. It's, pretty, it's unbelievable, actually. Yeah, I don't know how they like, like I don't even know how they make these teams up. Like the Reds no, have played fourteen more games than them. They're not going to. That's why I think I I look at this and go, well, you extended your roster to like a sixty-man roster or whatever you have for your taxi squad. So next man up, fly the guys in and let's play because it's well, going to be ridiculous if the Cardinals get in having played 45 games and they've won like 20. So their win percentage is like the best in Major League Baseball. Meanwhile, you got the Marlins grinding out a 60-game season and they're not going to get in. They're 7-3 and too, the best team in baseball, actually, Marlins. I don't even know why I just said that. The Marlins are the, the best Marlins team in baseball. No, the best team in baseball is the A's, dude. Yeah, the A's are gross. The A's like can't lose. I love the men green jerseys or whatever you want to call those. I do. Like the old uh, Reggie Jackson. Did you, just say green? Did you say mint green? They're, yeah, not, they're mint. not mint. I don't know what the color is. Kelly? It's not lime. Say Kelly. It's Kelly. Kelly. We're even Kelly. close with mint. It, it's not mint. All right, dude. Relax, Trent. <laughs> You're supposed to be the positive guy. Take it well, easy. I, I, know, but I, I get sensitive about colors sometimes well you shouldn't idiots okay darren ravel you're a pantone <laughs> guy yeah no not at all but Collins, <laughs> Collins, get this oh sorry go ahead Trent. What were, you well, saying? I, were you gonna were you gonna snitch on me for being in a random yeah i was you can okay. go ahead you can you can incriminate yourself well, i won't I, do it i was gonna give i was gonna i was gonna do it because here's the deal I, this is my disclaimer for the week i i feel like i always have some kind of disclaimer this is my disclaimer this week my buddies, well, one of my roommates is watching the Lakers game, getting a little animated. It's all good. I, I'm all here for it. My other buddy, I'm, I'm talking about my roommates, is playing video games, being very loud. So I can't record in my apartment. So I came across – and by the way, all the amenities at my apartment complex were shut down due to COVID. So I can't get into the study rooms, things like that. So um, the apartments on my floor are open for cleaning, and the people have already moved out. So this apartment is completely what? – I am I am recording in a completely empty apartment right now. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you? <laughs> the doors are propped open for cleaning, so I just walked in. Here I am. I'm at, I'm so, at an apartment. I might get kicked out in the middle of the episode. Just you gotta just know. You might get arrested. Yeah. What, hey. Trent? What are you doing? Well, what am I supposed to do? Go just do it in your room. I can't. You guys. I, How loud are they? Are they banging oh, pots and pans, playing oh, video no, games? No, no. Listen. Listen, George and I, I I'm, I'm going to call him out now. George and I share a wall, okay? And he is playing video games. Thin walls, wow. Very loud and animated. And the walls are paper thin because this is an apartment complex in, in a college town. And for some reason, they just do that. So here I am across the hall. Yeah, that's tough. That, that's actually, I was actually about to ask you. I was like, wow, man, not a lot of groceries in your place, but yeah, it makes no, sense now. Nothing on the <laughs> shelf. Yeah. But that's that. That's you're the Trent. You're the most committed member of the podcast. I will say that. But also, since we don't have any uh, sponsors or advertising dollars coming in, if you get arrested, we cannot pay your bail. Yeah. 
Dude, they Rabs, were, I, I got to ask you this. We didn't even talk about this pre-show. What's it called? You moved out of your house in East Lansing. Yeah, I, I did. Shed a tear? <laughs> um, you know, I will say this. It, it was – with the whole COVID thing going on, I think that in the grand scheme of things, the move-out process and the transition process was a bit easier because if I would have graduated and gotten to walk and everything was as it was supposed to be – I would have had to have moved out in May to start my job. And I think it would have been tough, but, you know, I've had some extra time up in East Lansing to kind of enjoy it and soak it in. And I, I was all week, I was like, I'm going to be an absolute puddle on Sunday. And everyone kept it together. You know, we, yeah. we gave some hugs, yeah. some, some long, some long hugs. And it just, I don't really think it's hit me yet, dude. Like I've, you know, I've spent four years in East Lansing. I don't think it's truly. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think it's going to hate you until you start working. Yeah, you know, it's there's every year you move out, you always look forward to like, well, I'm going to be back here in the fall anyway for school. So it is what it is. And, you know, it's I definitely my last I was texting you guys my last three or four days in the house. I would just walk around campus for like two hours by myself. I was and it was it was, you know, it's. It was definitely a, a bit emotional, but you're kind of, you know, you walk past things and you start to remember little moments here and there and walk into class on this day and, and all these different things. And, you know, you look back and it's like, like, I see all these kids outside having a good time. I sound like I'm 50 years old and I like graduated in like 1965, but you just, I, I'm going to miss those days of walking home from class on a Thursday and being like, all right, basically the weekend now. Don't have oh. class on Friday. And oh, my God. We're just going to get after it. Everyone's getting back from class at the same time. Oh, my and God. And let's get after it. But Dude, Sunday oh, was my tough. God. <laughs> it's, I mean, the, the move-out days in general are just tough. And I was telling Trent before the show, you know, it, it's maybe a character flaw on my part. I get worked up. I start sweating. I start cussing. I'm not the nicest guy on move out days because I'm so I'm I'm a very detail oriented person. We got to make sure we clean up after ourselves. Can't be leaving items behind. I need can't a security when, deposit. Yes, there, and I can't stand when like we'll have five pieces of Tupperware sitting on the counter and you got all four guys looking at it like, is this yours? Like, no, it's not mine. Well, yeah, it is. And no, it's not. I don't want it. Well, what are we gonna do with it? We'll just leave it here. Like, no, we can't leave it here, guys. But we got to throw it away. But our trash is overfilled because we only have the one trash can. So now we got to lug it to a different dumpster. But that being said, well, it, I mean, there was definitely some animosity on Sunday. I'm not going to lie. But either way, it was you know moving out was was moving out. Like I don't I don't miss. I, I jokingly said like wherever I'm going to live next, I'm better be living there for like the next 20 years because I'm sick and tired of moving stuff. And now it's all sitting in my dining room in my garage and I got to move it to my room again. But yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was sad. I, I don't think it has fully hit me to be honest with you, like I said. Um, but you know, to, to walk around an empty house like that and to looking back at your room one last time and shut the door, it's tough, dude. And that's why I say to you guys, I don't know how much you're going to be able to enjoy it this year. Trent, you're lucky that life may actually return to normal by the time you're a senior. And I know we just kind of got <sighs> a, bomb, a bomb dropped on us today, which might have ruined Ryan Collins' life with no college football. But you got to enjoy yeah. it, man. It flies. How are you feeling, Collins? I feel – I mean, honestly, dude, this is like 
the weirdest. Like, I'm moving up to East Lansing, I think, next week, sometime. I don't know when. It is the weirdest, like, feeling right now. Like, I don't know how Trent feels being up there already. It might be a little bit more normal once I get back up there. But you just feel like the fall is just going to, oh, we're all online. Oh, we can't really do anything. It's just going to be like, it's going to be so weird. And and then glass half full Orion comes out. And I'm like, you know what? Like, we get it together by the fall. Maybe, like, hey, after we come back from winter break, it's full, like, go. Like, let, let's get back after it. Let's have a good time and stuff like that, which it probably isn't because even if there's I, – I mean, I don't know what we're doing with COVID. Like, I, I mean, honestly, we've all kind of just given up as a society. <laughs> we have. Like, and I'm not even blaming – No, and people, I love – I this actually really bugged me. I love people – talking about like, oh, it's these certain amount of people are the reason why we're not getting college football. I'm like, dude, no, it's not. It's like, like, it, like if you really think the vocal minority that's like probably the 10% of our population is the reason that our numbers are like so far up and stuff like that, it's definitely not that. It, like everyone who's like taking precaution has probably done something they probably shouldn't have done in this pandemic. And, like, we know, like, be open and honest. We, like, probably felt guilty after about it. But, like, hey, like, it is what it is. But, like, people acting like they haven't been outside their house since March, like, and trying to guilt everyone for, like, th- like, I go to work and I see a lot of people every single day. I socially distance when I see them. But people are acting like, I, like, I see your Snapchat story. I see you at parties. Like, you're, you're trying to lecture these people. Like, get, get, a, get a clue, kid. Get a clue. There are no so corona. Mad. There are just no saints of the corona. It just doesn't exist. Everyone, like you said, as much as you want to act like you are following all the stipulations, it's tough. And we're humans, and we break. Well, you're right, Collins. Hopefully, the the community of East Lansing and, and Michigan as a state and and the and the country really can bear down, figure this thing out by by January, February, and we can send you seniors out with a bang. That's no, but the thing, I, the, the thing I don't get about it, like, I, I get, like, we all kind of two-week quarantine. Like, if we just, like, did that again, like, a three-week quarantine, like, hey, I know it's not, like, suck. Wouldn't this all be gone? I, I like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> like, how would people get, like, everyone's like, guys, everyone, we're not going out once. No groceries, like, you know, post a pot to lift it. <laughs> That's like, like the – that's like the big cat thing where he was like, why don't they just make a pill that makes everyone sleep for two weeks straight, but everyone has to promise to take the pill at the exact same time. So we wake up. And the <laughs> gone. That's like the same logic. Dude. He's so funny when he's like, why doesn't someone just go full send on a vaccine? Like that, that's just pure comedy. But, oh my God. I don't know, man. But I, that kind of pissed me off today. I was like, dude, shut up. Like there's a bunch of people like all that, like, the college football writers were like defensive about nothing. They're like me muting tweets about people blaming football writers for football being ended. I'm like, no one is blaming you guys. Like, they're like, they're like zero people are blaming you. Like, that's why people hate journalists because they're so self-absorbed sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, what are you? They're like, yeah, man, just blocking everyone in my DMs or saying I, I, I the media ruined this. I'm like, 
Sure, there's probably like three idiots that reply on every single one of Graham Couch's columns, but I doubt anyone with a, like a half a son of brain is like, yeah, Graham Couch is the reason Michigan State won't play football this year. Like, oh my god, I was so annoyed by Twitter today. I don't know how we got that. That's way off topic for what we were even talking about. But this is what I'll say about that, and then then yeah, we can we can get into the real stuff. If you are ever in a feeling. If you're ever in a state of vulnerability and you feel like you might, you know, your day can't get any worse, just don't go on Twitter. You just can't because it's going to I mean, state of vulnerability. I mean, I, well, I, got, I was upset, I mean, but I wasn't. I mean, vulnerability. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Move on. <laughs> Never mind. You're just trying to be nice. and I'm just, just trying to give a little life advice to our listeners because I'm 20 years old. And I, 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 whatever. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Nice guy, nice guy Trent bought me dinner at Crunchy's the other day, Collins, by our last uh, hurrah. Wow. wow. Crunchy's is the only, Crunchy's is the only uh, establishment, I, might be, maybe on the face of the earth, that will get uh, some free ads because I just love Crunchy's and I love East Lansing. How are the they way, doing? Collins, go ahead. Sorry. How are they doing the COVID thing there? Are they outside? Oh, I mean, yeah, they have they have more outside seating. Trent and I were inside. I think they they're going every other table. But when we were sitting there, we were Trent and I were like, I think we got to split the wings because last time we went to Crunchy's, oh, it was us three wow. and Julian, and you absolutely housed the wings and you didn't make a mess somehow, which was impressive. But they yeah, were so good, dude. All-star. Like might like might be the best wings of all time. They're pretty good. They're solid. They're huge. They're very big. That's the key. They got to be big. And we had this conversation. They were cheap, too. I was like, my God. Yeah. They're not cheap. What are you talking about? They're cheap. It's $9 for six. Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah, the 12 is 17. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wow, I splurged that day. Didn't even realize it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That was a nice nice send-off, Trent. Now I am – now I'm back home and no longer a college kid, and it sucks. So we might have to have like a weekly therapy thing on this. Not, show. not now. You're taking up all responsibilities as the Novi Heat's first base coach. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Roll Heat. New Jersey's, New Jersey's coming this year. New Jersey's are coming. What number? Are you Addie, you're just you're. Just, I. I will say this, Rebs. You 100% are the guy who throws BP. Or the soft do, toss yeah. guy. No, every time, yeah. I got kicked out. Of my my little brother kicked me out of soft toss because I don't do it good enough. But I am the BP guy. I throw like 300 pitches a day. It's unbelievable. Rubber arm. Did you – my dad coached me and my brother, but he coached me from 9U to 16U, which is seven years if you played baseball. And he threw BP probably three days a week. And, it, and the guy was like – at the end of it, he was like 50, like five years old. Like I – Thinking about that now, I'm like, dude, how have you not had your like rotator cuff replaced? Yeah, not easy. Iron arm. We don't even know what that's like yet. Like we don't, we don't even know what it will be like when our bodies. Start I can't to- throw a ball now. I can't throw a ball now. My arm hurts every time I throw a baseball. One time I was like swinging. I was like taking. I was I was hitting the ball with my brothers. Whatever. I don't do that very often, right? What do you I, mean? I, I could You're not swinging. Well, I was I was swinging the bat. Sorry, I was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. I, I didn't explain that very well. But, I thought you were like dancing. I was like, what? They we do this thing like I'm not very good at baseball, so it's just kind of funny because I'll try to get hits and whatever, and I can't do it. But 
My point is, the next day, I could not, like, twist my body because my obliques and my back and, like, my hips and everything, like, those muscles don't get used anymore. Yeah. They just don't. All right. Well, I guess we can put the yearbook away now, and we can talk about. Yeah, that was a hell of a intro to the show. I'll tell you <laughs> that. Was that. Great. That was great. A lot of emotions. Every, I mean, everyone listening who's still listening after that <laughs> intro, they're like, "Who, who are these guys?" <laughs> well, we do talk about real sports, and uh, most notably Detroit sports here in the Motown Rundown. First thing here in the uh, essence of COVID. Uh, we can talk Lions for a sec because I guess the NFL is starting to try to move now. Of course, met by a lot of criticism. You got players opting out. I think the only Lions player that I read that was opting out was Geronimo Allison, uh, who I would have been nice to see him this year. I mean, I don't think he's going to be some kind of game breaker, but uh, the Lions did sign him to a one-year deal earlier this year. The Lions will not see him this year on the field unless something changes. So, um, that's that. I believe what was it? T.J. Hawkinson. It wasn't Galladay also on the COVID list real early. Yep. I mean, so that I mean, take of take of that what you will. I mean, I don't think anyone was really surprised to hear that people were getting it in the NFL. Um, I think those were the two probably most notable names on the Lions. And the other thing about the Lions today, um, Matthew Stafford was also on that COVID list. And then of course, it, it, it always kind of you can you can smell fall in the air once you see Kelly Stafford starts to uh, get active on Instagram again. So that, that's a nice sense of normalcy. The first lady of Detroit, uh, she went off on the NFL because all reports came out that Stafford had COVID then he didn't have it. Then he had like three tests that said he didn't have it, whatever. There's a false positive. I don't really get how it all works. Bottom line is he did not have COVID, but I think that brings up an interesting point here to make as far as, Everyone, like, when people get COVID, it's, like, the hottest tip in, the, in like, the country. It's like, oh, Stafford's got COVID. I'm the first one to break it. Like, he might die. So, like, that's how things just go. And I think Kelly Stafford's somewhat right for criticizing the NFL. Like, why is this information being released to the public, especially if the, the test comes back and it, it was a false positive? Like, the NHL is doing it to where if you have COVID or don't have COVID, you can be labeled as unfit to play. That could be a lower body in, injury upper body injury you could have COVID but I don't think it's really anyone's business to be flaunting around like oh Austin Matthews has COVID so and so has COVID like that's to me it's just kind of ridiculous but I don't know that's like Lions news that was made this week so I figured we had to touch on Rev speaking of the NHL you see the Rangers that did the wrong pick the NHL's rigged why do you think it's rigged because the Rangers got it New York market are you kidding me like this make any sense they would have you rather P- Toronto had them or Edmonton or Pittsburgh? I don't know, but I just <laughs> – they, they get Panarin, Lafreniere. They, it's just stupid. They have all these young defensemen that are pretty solid. Like, they have, like they're going to be good. They're going to be really good, like, next year probably. I don't know. Yeah, it's stupid. Mean, so do dumb. You have, do you have any thoughts to add on the Lions situation that I just spent five minutes talking about? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I mean – not to sound like a horrible person, but, like, when I hear someone, like, an athlete gets COVID, I kind of, like, dismiss it now. I think it's, like, everyone's, like, personal. or You <laughs> know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. And I, that's probably – it's wrong because, like, it can affect, like, this family. That's just me being an idiot. But, like, it is kind of weird that they're – NFL is doing, like – just the whole thing with, like, COVID shaming is, like, I think – I think it's valid when you talk about them when they're going to strip clubs 
in the middle of a pandemic. First of all, why are strip clubs open during a pandemic? That doesn't doesn't seem like the most hygienic place. But uh, um, like I don't really get it. Like this says announcing it. Like and you saw Austin Matthews get really upset about it. And I think the NHL put it it in there because that guy, that reporter from Toronto, said that Austin Matthews had Corona and he didn't want that public because. People get backlash for it because people probably think you're being an idiot, but sometimes you're not being an idiot. So I don't know. It's kind of weird that they have a COVID list. Like, I don't really have, sounds like it seems like a very personally intrusive type of designation for a virus. True. I got nothing to add. Sorry. You guys kind of covered all of it. I'm with you, Collins. I'm kind of like off the train of like, to me, like, they're not headlines. When, when you find out an athlete, it's like, I mean, they are, but it's like. No, they are, yeah. I don't care Lions anymore, which not, is sad. There's no preseason, so the Lions are not going to even play until September, whatever. So, I, I just don't, it, it kind of, whatever. I assumed all these guys would be all right, and like you said, all the guys we named have since been removed from the COVID list. It's all good. So, you know, it is what it is to me. It's terrible that I, like, don't care when I find oh, out no. something's COVID. It's terrible. It's a, it, it, But I don't. I'm just being honest. Well, the, the, the perception of the virus has changed a little bit since, like, you know, sports first got shut down from it. And everything. Like, it, it, was, it was a death sentence early on. That's what people thought. Like, you get COVID, you're going to die. And it's just. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Too much COVID talk this episode. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. We'll we'll jump back on the hockey train because Collins brought it up. We do have Red Wings news to announce today too. I love to hear. Red it. Wings, Red Wings. <laughs> that's that's a great song, by the way. Again, yeah. um, Svechnikov signs a one-year extension with the Wings. I uh, had four points in 20 games and three seasons with the Wings. Which, when you when you take a step back and think about that, as a guy that was drafted in, I want to say, oh gosh, maybe 2016, 2015, whatever year he was. Um, of course, he did miss all of the 2018-2019 season with a knee, with a knee injury that caused uh, or rather required reconstructive surgery. So in the 20 games that you have seen him in a Red Wings jersey, registering just four points, he did have 25 points in 51 games for the Griffins this past year. Um, to me, I mean, I don't know if you guys have much input on the situation. I think this was pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, the kid's 23 years old. He really the I mean not missing or missing an entire year of hockey with a knee injury is as tough as it is. So uh, for him to come back this year, I mean twenty five points in fifty one games ain't bad by any means. But you know you look at that draft class and you know you you always see for the that's just how people's brains operate. Is like if a player isn't working out, oh who are the players that were drafted after him that are better? So like Brock Besser and Travis Konechny are the names there. Um, I think Svechnikov brings a lot to the table. To the table. I mean, his brother's a stud in Carolina. His younger brother at that too. Um, I just think it was a no-brainer to bring him back for a year. He's going to have one year to prove himself. He's still a restricted free agent after the year is up. Uh, that being this next season, so uh, the Red Wings will still have his rights to either you know try to to tender him an offer or or extend him even further. But I'd like to see him make the make the main roster out of camp. I don't know how this next season is going to look. Um, but he's a guy that brings a lot to the table as far as size and his skill and, and, and hockey IQ. And uh, from the from the flashes that you see out of him, I definitely think he's an, an NHL talent, just a matter of him staying healthy and sticking. So Gino's around for another year. I don't know if anyone has anything else to add. And if you don't, that's okay. We can move on. To the don't care. That's good, Colin. <laughs> Sorry for bringing it up. I'm kidding. I just, I'll be honest. I couldn't tell you anything about Shvetsakov in his game. I'm just to be honest. 
Trent, what do you got? You like his name? I did not know his brother was the Carolinas fat to draw. Sure is. I, I got a whole right I got there. a whole roll of film on this guy, and you're not even going to ask me about him. Get what do you got? What do you That's got, Trent? What do you like? That was a first one watching all 22 of Red Wings. <laughs> yeah, come on now, come on. What are you talking about? That's all I got. Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's, that's okay. I actually, just Trent. The reason why I laugh is because you're the kind of guy that if I told you we were going to talk about Sveshnikov today, you would have gone and looked up his highlights from when he was playing over in Russia. That's the kind of guy you are. Heart hustle attitude. Appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> but you but you didn't today, so whatever. Um, all right, let's let's do Tigers. We can do Tigers now. Um, as we're recording this episode, coming off of a five to win, uh, five to one win over the White Sox tonight at Comerica Park. And hey, get this: August tenth, first in the AL Central at nine and five. I guess that's pretty much probably more based on win percentage uh, more than anything else. But they are in first place in the AL Central. Daniel Norris with the win tonight. Somehow only throwing just shy of 30 pitches, which is a whole other thing that we can get into. But um, four-game win streak for the Tigers now. They swept the Pirates. They scored a million runs in that series. Um, we didn't get to talk about that. The, the couple games that got finished up before the Tigers were supposed to play the Cardinals uh, were some games against the Reds. Uh, they won the first game against the Reds 7-2 to on that Friday. Uh, the game got postponed the next day on Saturday because of the weather. Then they won – or I'm sorry, then they dropped the next two in a row. Um, but, yeah, I guess my takeaway so far from the Tiger season, I'm still – I texted you guys today. The one thing I can't stand that it seems like announcers and fans are doing are, like, the extrapolation, like the mental gymnastics of, like, well, you know, in a 60-game season, the Tigers are 9-5. and five, But if it was a 162-game season, they'd really have 21 wins. I can't stand that stuff. And I can't stand the Matt Shepard Classic. If the season ended today after the Tigers are 9-5, and five, they would be in the playoffs. Like, that's great insight from you, Matt Shepard. I pre- that's what, like, loser teams do. I can't stand that. I'm so sick of it. I told you guys this earlier that's, today. That's what, they were that's supposed what, to suck. They were supposed to suck. Do when they turn the corner of, like, not sucking anymore, and they're trying to, like, steer you in the fact that, oh, they've turned the page. So, so let's just remind you that, like, they're actually, they're actually a playoff team. That's all it is. I don't know why that fired you up so much, but I just I, hate I, it. Did make any sense? Right. Like, like, how, like how, how how big of a loser do you have to be to be like, oh yeah, if the playoffs ended today, they'd be in it. Well, they played like eleven what? games. Yeah. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? They played. You a don't do that after eighty games. No, I, I don't. I, maybe after eighty games, not after like eleven games, dude. Some teams have well, played like five Ryan, games. Ryan, if you didn't, Ryan, Ryan, if you didn't know, it's a sixty-game season. Oh, trust me, I know. Again, that's the thing. It's a sixty-game. If it was one eighty-two or one sixty-two <laughs> games, they'd be they'd have twenty-one wins. Trust me, I know. I've done all the extrapolation. Also, that's if you didn't know, if, in case you didn't know, Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw were friends. <laughs> You know that. Okay, Mike Sullivan tweeting that out every time makes me so mad. It's just so funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. But what's the problem? Talking about the Tigers and you're saying, like, the mental gymnastics and stuff about them, like, they've obviously played some really bad teams in the Pirates and Royals, like, no denying that. And the Reds are, like, all right. But, like, tonight against the White Sox was a good win. So they took care of the Pirates. Like, they did what they are supposed to do. I'm not saying the Tigers are a good team, but, like, it's obvious that they're no longer, like, they're, like, a middle-of-the-pack to bottom, like, MLB team now. They're, like, the worst team in the league. Like, they're, they honestly made some signings this year. They're, like, wow, he's a good baseball player. Like, your boy Austin Romine. 
Rabs. Yeah, awesome. He's good. Awesome. He's good. He's hitting 286. I what know he's hitting 286, but he's also 31 years old and he's on a one-year rental. Oh, my I'm God, dude, who day. cares? Who cares? You can only take I want so Grayson Griner to get his first hit of the year. He has dude, no hits. Give me a, give me a break. What is it? Are you and Grayson Griner like cousins? No, yeah, no, no. There's I, some dude, extra motivation there. There's some external motivation. I don't get it. My thing is, while the expectations are low, the kid's 27 years old. He doesn't get – I know – I look, I get it. If you look back on Grayson Griner's, like, three years he's played Major League Baseball with the Tigers, he hasn't appeared in more than, like, 55 or 60 games. He hasn't. Because he's and not good. I get good. that he can't hit. I know that he can't hit. But for the love of God, can you give the guy a chance to maybe – let him get his first hit of the year, then he can sit on the bench. Like, I don't know what like, – like, and then we're what? still waiting for Jake What is Rodgers. that logic? Let him get a hit. Uh, I want to see. I want to see the guy play, dude. Austin Romo. He's not good. He's not good. Dude, I'm telling you, you've seen him. You go, go look at how many games that Grayson Griner has played. In, yeah, like I said, the they don't want to play him because he's not good. Because he's not good. Or because he was backing up James McCann for two years. That could be a. That could be a potential. Uh, I get what you're saying, I get what you're saying, but Griner is not the catcher of the future, regardless. I would get it if J- we've already had this conversation. I would get it if Jake <laughs> Rogers was the number two. I would get your point, but he's not. So what does yeah, it matter to, if I don't you actually over, had a I don't mean to overblow how much I like Grayson Griner. Yeah, Griner's not good. I, I, yeah, I mean, I would rather play someone who's a competent catcher. And I know that, I mean, Romine's not the best defensive catcher. He calls a good game. doesn't have a great arm. But, like, he's had some pretty, pretty big hits the first, like, 15 games of the year, 14, how many games they've played. So, I don't know. i just saying, I, they made some nice signings. Like, Crone, who got hurt tonight, I don't know what that – it looked kind of bad. Yeah, I think, he, I think he tweaked his knee trying to get over to that ball. But I, I don't think it – originally, first of all, Matt Shepard calls a ball off Crone's chin, didn't come near his face. Then they thought the ball hit him in the leg, which never happened either. And then it ended up being – it went from the right leg to the left leg. So, I think when he was trying to make a move to get the ball, it might have stuck his foot in the ground the wrong way or something. But – didn't look great. Also have no idea why they didn't just put Miggy at first and let someone else DH so Miggy can – you need to keep Miggy happy. He wants to play first. That was a perfect opportunity to throw him at first for like four innings. You are well, throwing I, so many subliminal shots that I can't keep up. I can't. You're throwing shots at Shep. You're throwing shots at Romine. You're throwing shots at – Dan Gardy. Petrie was good tonight. Dan Petrie was good tonight. He was good tonight. They had up. better chemistry. Yes. I The thing about – and the way he speaks, he has more he has more life in his voice. Like it's, that's just the fact of the matter for me. I want to say that I, I want to say this about Shep. Like he is fine. He's like not bad eighty percent of the game, but when it gets into big moments, it's not good. Like he yeah. he, he he doesn't call it like a, no. He just doesn't call it like a baseball game. But he's and that letter of announcing is what you're was what you're telling me. No, 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 no. What? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. Just why Leonard is not clutch is out you're saying, Trent? Rabs is throwing subliminal shots, and I want to throw some too. So why Leonard single handedly carried a team to an NBA Finals? What's your Talk about Matt Shepard. <laughs> okay. Matt, okay, you got me way off track there. That was a terrible. By <laughs> the way, uh, the Raptors are just as good without him, but that's a different conversation. That's, okay. Okay, dude. <laughs> okay. Well, what are LeBron's numbers in the bubble? What are LeBron's numbers anywhere? Great. <laughs> Go. 
Okay. But what's it called? Like, Shep is like, he's fine. He sets up the game well. But, like, the Pittsburgh game when the Tigers hit, like, four home runs in the first inning, which is insane that that even happened. Like, he loses his mind when the ball is, like, in the air. Like, he's saying one thing, and then he just, like, completely turns, like, 180. He's like, gone! I'm like, what? Can you finish what you're saying? Dude, it would also be nice if Shepard, in my opinion, when at least when I watch him call games, the guy, like, doesn't recognize the ball is gone until after it, like, hits the ground, like, outside of the, the field of play. Like, well, could build I mean, a, Dan Dickerson can, like, walk you through, like, he's got, like, he, like, he's holding your hand, walking through a field on a nice fall day, and then, boom, the ball's gone. Shepard, it's like there's, like, a car crash, and then a building falls, and there's, like, a lightning strike. And there's like a tree that falls down the middle of the road. That's like how the home run gets called. Well, I mean, comparing them, the two guys. Yeah, no, it's I mean, unfair. I'm sorry. It's unfair. Just Dickerson's is so good, but unfair. I get, I give them the benefit of the doubt on the road because I know they're not there. I know they're doing it from Comerica, but like, I don't know. It was better with Petrie. They had better chemistry. I think. I mean, the fact that he has maybe two of the worst color guys ever. Might be the fact why he's struggling. And also, Matt Shepard, when he was the Michigan play-by-play guy in the radio, he was awesome. Like, he was really good at it. So, I don't know. I'm giving I'm, – I'm backtracking on some of the comments I made about Shepard. I'm going to give him some time because he seems like a nice guy. Well, I, I'm glad we got our, uh, our mixed bag of comments on Fox Sports Detroit. And, and by the way, that could be – Dick Redman rolling in the booth, too. I love that guy. Simo uh, needs more time. He, he just needs more time. I don't care, I don't care if Simo calls every game. He still needs more time because he's Simo. But now that we got that stuff out of the way, I guess I'll, I'll just – I'll give my one takeaway from the la- – you know, from basically the Pirates series and tonight's game against the White Sox, tonight being Monday night. Um, I think you kind of turned the page with uh, Jacoby Jones now. I, I know it's like – it's still a little early, but I think you can – you can say you found something now at this point. I think you can confidently say that because coming into this season, I think his ass was kind of on the line and, uh, and he's responded. He's leading the team in every off offensive category. Literally every single one. I got the stats pulled up, batting average, home runs, RBIs, not base percentage hits. Like go down the line. He's the best player on the team right now. Outside of that, I think early on you were kind of relying on your new signings like Collins mentioned, like Crone and Scope and, and, and Romine. You were relying on those guys to win you games, and now it's 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 kind of the you know Candelario is starting to hit the ball, which has been awesome. Uh, Jacoby Jones has obviously been great. Victor Reyes hitting the ball, so you're just kind of starting to see a little bit more like what we wanted to see. Granted, we all as Tigers fans, as diehard Tigers fans, we just want to see the team be good. We just want to see the team make the playoffs, albeit a 60 game sprint, whatever the case may be. But if you told if you gave us two options. And you said either the vets are going to lead the team, your one-year deal, you know, signees are going to lead the team, or your younger guys who kind of had their ass on the line before the season started, you would pick the latter simply because that gives you a little bit of a foundation for the future. And I think this, the Pirate series in particular, and tonight's game as well, you know, like I mentioned, Candelario's hitting the ball. Some of these younger pitchers look nice. Turnbull's looking good. You know, like, I, I just think you can start to piece it together now, and you, you really, you, you've kind of started to find something. Yeah, uh, I like Candy is encouraging the last couple of games. Like very, like that was nice to see because he's played really good at third base defensively this year. Like he's been like noticeably like he's 
you're like, wow, he plays a really good third base. You're like, if he could hit a little bit, if it, I mean, and he's kind of turned it on. I know the Pirates pitching staff is god-awful and whatever, but he had a nice game tonight. That triple he had, that was a good piece of hitting. Took yep. what the pitcher gave him. Nice running. And, and Went up the right, more, yeah. One more thing just to add before I let you go. He's, he's up to 256 now on the season batting average, and he started – Yeah, he's hot. So, so he, he's, he's hot now. That's, that's all I got. But uh, what's the problem? When you're talking about Miggy, I – What's the call? I, the biggest topic I want to talk about right now, and I want your guys' opinion, because Jack Morris got a lot of, like, crap and, like, shit for basically saying that he thinks Spencer Turnbull's at the best stuff in the Detroit Tigers organization. Three starts in. I mean, I know Casey Mize and all these guys, like, they have higher ceilings maybe. Turnbull looks like – I mean – I know that it's only three starts and it's like nothing. He looks like he's going to be like a big part of this rotation in the future. Yep. No, yep. I, 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 say I, that as well. Go for it. I, I agree with that. I don't know like what, I don't know who anyone else thinks has like better stuff on this team. And I think I want to wrap No, they said in the organization, like he was saying he oh, had better okay. stuff than Mize. You know, I, I, I think that might be a little bit unfair to say because a guy like Mize, I have not seen him pitch like in a live at bat yet. I mean, you, you watch the guy throw bullpens and you see little clips of him. Like, I don't I don't watch the Erie Seawolves play every single game every every time Casey Mize pitches. So I'm sorry about that. So as far as the organization, I don't I have no idea. But I would say as far as where we're at right now, talking today on August tenth, yeah, the guy's two and oh, he's got a 2.0 ERA, and he's got a, a 175 opponents average against them. What you you want to talk about? Who your best pitcher was last year? And Matthew Boyd, who can't get anyone out. The guy's got a 9.20 ERA. Opponents are hitting Collins. You would be hitting 500 against Matt Boyd because major uh, leaguers are hitting 365 against them right now. I don't. I don't know, man. Lefty lefty matchup would not <laughs> be my strong suit. But but either but either way, I think I think Spencer Turnbull. I think you've seen him what three times now so far with Turnbull, Nasty. and he's he's two and zero. Oh. He's he's got good stuff. And we talked at the beginning of this season. You know, he was three and seventeen last year after having a couple of really good starts to start off the season. Um, he he comes out hot. I mean, he throws the ball hard. He locates the ball very well down in the zone. His, moves pitch, too. his pitch mix is way better than anything else that your many of your other pitchers on this staff or in the organization have. I mean, that's I think the one benefit to having a guy like Turnbull is he throw he has a pretty good repertoire of of pitches. Um, I liked what I saw out of, out of Michael Fulmer tonight and and out of Daniel Norris. I love Daniel Norris. I wish they, that people would give him more of a chance. He's been plagued with injuries. He had COVID. He had cancer. The guy can't catch a break. He works his ass off. What I can't stand and what I'm waiting for the day is when we can, you know, let Daniel Norris. He said today, I was watching the, the, the pregame press conference with Daniel Norris, you know, he's telling coaches he's ready to pitch. He wants to start, and he threw less than 30 pitches tonight. And you knew going in, they were literally saying, your starter tonight is Michael Fulmer slash Daniel Norris because both of these guys are on a pitch cap. And I get it because Fulmer's coming back from injury. You know, Daniel Norris has been – he's had COVID. He's been hurt, whatever. So you want to ease these guys back into it. But at some point, like, I, I would like to see Daniel Norris start a game and go six or seven innings. Like, let him go. He doesn't want to pitch out of the bullpen. I think his stuff is good enough to start games and be a 4-5 or five pitcher in that rotation. But back to your point, Collins, yeah, I would say as far as the starting pitching goes, it's great that you can see Spencer Turnbull really yeah, have some successful outings because other than that, maybe Fulmer, 
I don't know who else in this, you know, is supposed to be in rotation because it ain't Matthew Boyd and they should have traded him last year. And I look like a genius now for having said that halfway through last year. I think Credit everyone to said that. That's not a hot take. That was it is a hot take. take. It is a hot take. Ask my Uncle Steven because he wanted to keep him on the team. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think the full, I think everyone was team let's trade Boyd and try and get a bat, a younger guy who's got a decent bat. But, I mean, whatever. Uh, I just, like, with this turn, I mean, his last argument to Pirates, he didn't have great his, his A-plus stuff. And the big knock on him is he's – He's not great when runners are on base. Like, guys are going to steal on him because he's really deliberate to the plate. But, I mean, he bounced back. Like, he walked a couple of guys and pitched out a couple of jams. And you didn't really see them his first two starts because his stuff was so good. He was just cruising. So, that was encouraging to see for a young guy. His, his slider is nasty. And it, it's, it's hard to hit, especially when he has a fastball that just kind of rises up there. And he's got – it's from the same arm slot like you're saying, Rab. So, that, that is tough. And when we talk about Daniel Norris, though, he's had his chances, Rabs. Don't act like it. this is a guy who's never really got his chance. I don't know, man. He Like I said, he's been hurt. He had the cancer thing. He had COVID yeah, but in like, the season. He, he did, and I get that. But what was it, like three or four years ago he had, like, cancer? He, he's been in the starting rotation for, like, at least been in the projected starting rotation for the last two years. I, I, I don't know if Maybe. I want, I don't know. Dude, pull, I should pull stretch. up his numbers. That might be a stretch. I just think, I think with Daniel Norris is he's a workhorse lunch pail, lunch pail type guy, which I love. He works on his craft all the time. He throws the ball hard as a lefty. I just think Daniel Norris came Does into he? a situation. Yeah. A, like I don't, eight, he throws it like 92. Daniel Norris. You watch yeah. the game today? He, play, he has a mid-90s fastball. It's when I watch him pitch. Okay, you want to get, I'll give you the ERA in his Detroit career. I'm looking at it right now. He's at a 4.59 ERA in Not six good. years with the Detroit Tigers. Not good, Rabs. How, how many – I, I want to know how many games he started and how many games he's coming in relief. You, If you can – He know started – he, he he started 77 games for the Detroit Tigers. Over six years? Really? It's a lot. I'm just saying. Are those, are those games started or games that he has appeared in? Those are games started. I got baseball reference up right now. All right. Well, fair enough. What do I know? I, I mean, look, I just – I think the guy's got enough stuff to be a starter. They've tried to use him in the bullpen. It hasn't really worked out. So, I guess, again, if, if that's – uh, fair enough to your point, Collins. If this is going to be the year for him to prove himself, and you want to I, move on, that's fine. I, I whatever. I, I think you. this is I the last year. I think this is the last year with Norris. I do. I, I, I think disagree. if he, I, I don't think if he doesn't really, because I, I get what you're saying. Because uh, there's times when he goes out there, and you're like, no one, I could see him. He could be a guy who would be a really good, like fourth or fifth starter, because he throws a lot of strikes. He's not going to blow you away with any of the stuff. Like, yeah, he really won't. But like he attacks hitters, he and like you said, he's got decent stuff. He just, I, I think him and Boyd kind of had the same trouble when they were first breaking in. They couldn't get past the fifth inning. Like once guys got up for their third at bats, like it became a problem. So I, I, I like Norris. I think he's like he's got like a vibe to him that I really like. I'm like, no, this guy's kind of cool. I like him. I hope he does well. I hope he does well. But I, I. 
saying the Tigers haven't given them a chance, I think, is just not correct. Well, maybe that's maybe that's the wrong way to phrase it. I just think I'd like to see him start games. And I know, again, they tried him out of the bullpen. He obviously did. You know, to your point, Collins, I guess I could, you know, walk back a little bit of his velocity thing. He did used to throw very hard. Then after his injuries, you know, he's he doesn't really have the velocity that he used to. But I still think that he can – I mean – I don't know. In my brain, he still throws 94, 95. That's probably more of a 92, 93 thing now. Um, but either way, I, I, I think he pitched well tonight. I'd like to see him be able to pitch more than 25 pitches because, like you said, he is 27 years old. He's pitched for the team for six years. So it's time to kind of open it up a bit more. Other than that, as far as when we, as we stay on the pitching here, all, you, all the talk you hear is like the bullpen is fantastic, amazing. Are you guys buying into the bullpen at this point? Well, Gregory – No, go for it. Sorry. Sorry, no. Go ahead, Sean. I just. I was just gonna say, I'm buying into. I'm buying into Greg Soto. I'm not buying into Joe Jimenez. You know, I've seen. I've seen too much out of Joe Jimenez, and I've been let down too many times by Joe Jimenez. But I want to say this. I want to say this before I turn it over to you guys. This Alexander kid looks like he has some pretty good stuff, and also yeah, talk about that. Greg yeah, Soto. Let me just. Greg Soto needs to be no, the closer. Oh, stop, by, stop. No, Collins, let me give you some numbers. Stop. Greg Soto has pitched nine innings. He has given up one hit. He has walked one batter, and he has 11 strikeouts in nine innings. And, 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 and if you are going to sell me on the fact that he he throws gas for two yeah, innings a game. It, being, a closer, being a closer is not about stuff. It's not about your numbers. It's having that mentality that, like – And Joe Jimenez ain't got it. Does Joe Jimenez have it? You got to try something else, dude, because I'll tell you what. He hasn't been bad. He really Joe hasn't Jimenez been bad. Joe Jimenez has tried his damnedest to lose the Tigers at least three games this year. At least three. Well, okay, he's uh, he's at one blown save this year, right? No. I mean, I mean, okay, yes, yes. But, uh, like yeah, I said – he blew the one game the other day. Tried, he has He is the only reason – that that Pirates game went to 11 innings. He, is, he, he, he came this it's close. One game. He came a Joey Votto ground out away from blowing that save against the Reds in the first series. And, and are we going to act like we didn't see last year either? Like, he's not, oh, he's not I, good. He's not good. I disagree with that. I think Jimenez is fine. Oh. And I think when you – Gregory Soto has been so nasty – and it's kind of been very low-key. I think that's good for a guy who had problems with his command last year. And I know what you're saying, because, like, do you, if you remember the Royals' bullpen, how good it was, like, when they were making their run, and they had Greg Holland and Wade Davis, and Wade Davis was literally unhittable, and he was still their setup man. It, it's like with Jacoby Jones in the nine-hole right now. Like, I really want him out of the nine-hole. Like, I want him to get more at-bats, but, like, he's hitting. So why mess up the juju? It's one of those situations. But like, I get what you're saying, Trent. Like, he is the best, like, best out of their bullpen. He's disgusting. Well, he he is, and I, and I guess I I want to give it one more caveat before we get Rabs' thoughts on it. I guess it's in, in Collins. I actually I agree with you because it's like being a closer. I get it. It's it's simply about closing the deal. It's about getting three outs. You know, Greg Soto was. He's good for more this than three hours. It's a lot of pressure so I, I to put that. on a guy you haven't seen, like, a long track record. Like, I, I don't want to, like, he's going at a rate right now where you're like, this guy is literally pitching at it like an all-star rate and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I First of all, this is a very random. Are there ever lefty closers? 
probably very rarely. I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't tell you one. Kind of crazy. One, one more thing here. One more thing here on Soto. I guess for me, it's more just a matter of I, I am done with Jimenez. And, and maybe, maybe Why I'm, are you done with Jimenez? Because he's not good. You're, you're, what are you talking about? Collins, how are you going to sit here and tell me that Jimenez is – he had a good half of the season last year, whenever it was he made the All-Star team, two years ago, whatever, because, you know, someone from every team makes it. The Tigers were the worst team in baseball, so they gave it to the closer because he had decent numbers. But here's – I've seen enough. I guess at some point you're going to have to flip it over, and I don't know why you wouldn't try to start that process sooner than later because it's not even like – it's not even like Jimenez is being like – like throwing good, he, he's not, he, dude. He looks like it. He looks. What was his? Joe Nathan. That's what he looks like. He's oh all fired God, up. Man. He can't settle down in the post game interviews. He's shaken. He just he he looks like a mess. And I Joe, need I need to see something else. That's all. Joe I'm, Na- I don't want Joe Nathan on the Tigers is funny. Oh, that was yeah, wild. But dude, he just hated Nick Cassianos. <laughs> that was funny. I I don't want to look. I don't want to overreact. But this is the last thing I'll say about it. I don't want to. I think you are. No, I, dude, it, for me, it's just like this is a rebuild, correct? Weed out the people. That's why I said. Not anymore, Trent. Not anymore. Okay, okay, okay. I'm kind of with you there, but here's the thing. Jacoby Jones, Victor Reyes, you know, we, Kristen Stewart, we apply that same principle there. Why can't we apply it in the bullpen as well? We've now seen a half a season last year where Jimenez stunk, and now we see – the first 11, whatever, 11 games, 12 games, 15 games, he's not been good. I understand, like, the numbers are, like, he hasn't been bad, but the Tigers are also hitting the ball pretty well. They're giving him quite a bit to work with, and he still hasn't looked great to me. <laughs> I would like to see someone else get a chance at closing games. I, I get what you're saying, and I wa- I've watched almost every single Tigers game or listened to when I'm at work, and – He's had two shaky outings, and he blew that one save. But other than that, it's like one, two, three. Has he had any good outings where you're yes, like, wow, he that has. guy's a good closer? Yeah, he's had a couple outings. Like, I mean, when? It's 118? Yesterday. Yesterday, he literally had a one, two, three inning with two strikeouts. With, okay. like, a wipeout. I, like, I'm just saying, he's Fair. had good outings this year. What's the saying that a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes? Is that what Dude, I, I, Trent, what? Like, he's not the problem. Their bullpen's been good. I'm not saying he's the problem. I'm just saying that is a problem. Like, we, I know the bullpen's been good. That's the conversation we're having. So, it's like, if you could remove that negative negativity, like that, that kind. I'd rather get rid of Buck Farmer than Joe Jimenez. Oh my god, dude! With your Buck Farmer, are you serious? All I'm right. just saying. I I no, I just don't get the Joe Jimenez. Like, hey, like he hasn't been that bad this year. Rabs. I'll I'll step in. I'll step in. I'll step in. I think I think where Trent is. First of all, if we want to go by numbers, Trent, where I I will hear Trent out on his argument. Jimenez does have a six four three ERA this year. Uh, opponents are batting almost three hundred against him. I will also back Collins on saying that. Yes, I think despite the one blown save opportunity, I don't think that you could say that Jimenez has been bad this year, but I do hear Trent's point as far as the funny thing to me is like, if you're watching the Tigers in the bottom, in the, in the ninth inning with Joe Jimenez and you get up to get yourself a glass of water, don't be surprised if you come back and it's like first and second with one out with Joe Jimenez. Like that's the thing. And that's maybe what scares Trent about 
the way Jimenez pitches, you know, you'd like to think that a guy that throws as hard as he does is able to strike out more batters. I mean, he does have six strikeouts in seven innings, so, like, it is what it is there. Um, but as far as the bullpen as a whole goes, you know, back to Collins, your comment about Soto. I agree. For a guy that's thrown nine innings this year in Gregory Soto, for just to be like, hey, man, you've been great so far. Here's the ball in the ninth inning. That's not really the way that I would love to go about it. But I do think Joe Jimenez trend is one of those guys where you look at him and, you know, year after year, he was an all-star one year, I believe. Um, yeah. But there definitely is some, you know, there's some hints of inconsistency there as far as can he get guys out in the ninth inning. And again, the one blown save was pretty bad. It looked, it looked tough. Um, but we'll see as the season goes on. I mean, we could be sitting here at the end of the season and he's got, you know, he's, he's missed two saves, you know, two save opportunities. So who knows, but that's, you know, again, I don't know if. What is he what, sits for as, seven though? Is he sits yeah, for seven? Yeah, no, it's, that's what I'm saying. He sits for seven bad. right now. It's not bad at all. No, but it's I, again. Fred Kimbrell. No, no, it's, it's not, not like you're bad. bringing him in and it's like. Uh, right. At the end of the day, months. at the end of the day, Trent, I will say this to help you sleep better. I don't care if opponents are hitting 300 against him or if his ERA is 100. If the Tigers are winning games, that's all I care about. If he's not blowing saves, I don't that, care. That's the last thing I was going to say. You guys are correct there. There's your glass half full. Because here, here's the thing, and, and this is the last thing I'll say. It's a two-edged sword for me. It's a two-way street, okay? Because I am one who would argue that blown saves and whatnot, it doesn't always tell you the full story. Like, did Jose Valverde always blow the save? No, but you weren't confident when he came into the wild. game. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I would rather be confident in my, in my pitcher in the ninth inning, especially – if this is going to be a playoff team like we've talked about, because I will do the stupid-ass mental gymnastics of believing that this team could make a run if they make the 16-team playoff or whatever the case may be. That's all I'm going to say. I agree with you guys' bottom line. If they win, that's all that matters. I don't know. I, don't get twisted. Like, it just, I think this team can make the playoffs, but if they went to the playoffs, they'd lose because they just don't have starting pitching right now. And Well, yeah. They just don't – it's just Turnbull and I'm not saying Fulmer, like you get Fulmer acclimated and he kind of returns to his old self. And then that – if Fulmer, like that's the one thing in what if that I don't think we're talking about enough if you want to be super optimistic with this Tigers team is. If Fulmer gets right, which I know it's a stretch, like it's a very big stretch for him to go back to rookie of the year like form and him just being flat out nasty. But, like, if you return somewhere near to, like, form, you have two really good start, like, pitchers in your, like, starting rotation. You do. And then, and yeah. then you have the possibility of, like, hey, maybe Mize or Manning comes up and they're, like, maybe they're fun. Like, you know, like maybe we put them in the bolt, like, do a little David Price. If we get to, like, playoffs, like, we're not going to pitch you extended innings and we're just going to put you in the bullpen. It's, like, maybe Casey Mize closes, like they did with David Price in the Rays when they went to the World Series. And like, oh, wait, you know what I mean? Like, if Fulmer, like, is right and gets right, that could be interesting. That makes this team a little bit more like, okay, maybe they have, maybe they have the pieces to win a three-game series, which is the wild card type of thing that the MLB is doing for the first series. Yeah, Fulmer's, Fulmer's start today was was way better than, than his first start of the season. He's only pitched in two games this year. 
Uh, the positive things for me with Fulmer is, number one, he really has not lost any, if at all, velocity on his fastball, which coming off of a, John, a Tommy John surgery is definitely a concern. I just think the thing for him going forward, and again, I look at a guy like this who, if the season would have started on time, he probably wouldn't have been pitching for you until a, a month or so or even more than that into the season. So, you know, watching him in the early innings, I don't you don't really see him go to his curveball a lot or whatever his third is, curveball slide or whatever his – his third pitches, um, which, you know, you'd like to see more of as far as just being a starting pitcher and being able to have more pitches to offer, being able to throw him for a strike, throw him for swing and miss, throw him as waste pitches. So I don't know if it's a matter of him not really trusting his stuff enough yet and just wanting to get the fastball over and realizing, like, look, I might have to just pitch the contact here um, just based on how things are going with the way that I pitch. So, you know, I, I like to think the deeper into the season, they'll give him more and more innings. He'll start to work in his, his secondary pitches earlier. And like you said, Collins, if you can get Michael Fulmer back to somewhat, I mean, you might not ever get him back to, you know, his rookie of the year type type stuff. But, you know, if you can get him back close there, that's a guy that I would like to have stick in the rotation for a while. But other than that, I think well, – You need to get him to cheap now. Yeah, exa- get... exactly. Exactly. Well, that's know. why – that's why I think, you know, as a guy that was very pro don't trade Michael Fulmer, now is the best case scenario for me and, and the type of guys like myself because, you know, his value has gone way down, so why not keep him around? But other than that, I mean, you got a few blemishes on the pitching staff. You're, you're, you know, we obviously saw your Burroughs and your Funkhauser and your Castro get their games in, um, and it haven't been tremendous. I think Burroughs is supposed to come back up now because um, someone else just went to the IL, but um, other than that, hey, I mean, between Alexander, Schreiber, Soto, some of these guys, Cisnero even, uh, not much been bad. Good. Yeah, I don't know if we, we talked. We haven't really talked a ton. I know we touched on it about as, as, as far as the hitting goes. But, you know, a couple of things that just stick out to me before we uh, continue to roll on. You know, I, I think Nico Goodrum today was four for four in the leadoff spot where I've Home been run. saying for, you know, a couple games. Huh? And with a bomb. Yeah, that's absolutely. So I've been saying for a couple of games now that I don't love him in the leadoff spot. He, he sure shut me up tonight, and you made a good point too, Collins. I was a big Jacoby Jones should be leading off or batting higher based on how he's been hitting the ball this year. But I know Gardy came out and was very uh, adamant that if he's if he's comfortable in the ninth spot, why change it? And I, you know, I guess I tend to agree with him uh, as well. Condelario, like you said, Trent is batting two fifty six. I'm glad he's coming along. Victor Reyes is batting two seventy. So as the games are coming on, and as you see too, if you look at the Tigers and and and, and a lot of their hitters, you know, your your Lugos and Demerits and, and Griners that I mean, Griner has not gotten a hit all year, but um, Lugo, Demerit, and these guys that really haven't seen a ton of time. Harold Castro would be another guy. Um, that he is, that sticks. Just, well, I mean. <laughs> I just I want that on the record that I think Harold they keep on talking about how much they love his bat and I just don't see it. Yeah, he's like, hitting you, like 120, so I, I would agree with you, Collins. I'm not really sure where I don't know where the spot is for him either in the field. Yeah. Like I don't know, like, I don't think he's that uh, much of a defender to where you have to have him in the lineup. But I agree. My point just being was that I I think what you've seen with these guys, you know, Lugo's played six games, Reiner's played six games. The marriage played seven games, and the, these guys aren't really hitting the ball very well. You know, I look at a guy like Christian Stewart and Condelario too. It took these guys a little, uh, you know, some some time to really get the bats going. So that if there's if there's one glass half full thing I can take, it's that the more these guys get reps, which they need to get reps, hopefully the average goes up. But other than that, I mean, if the Tigers are winning games, man, I mean they scored a million runs against the Pirates, and that to me coming in more than anything was like where are the runs going to come from? And very early on too, as we mentioned. 
you know, we thought it was just going to be your crone and your scope and your, you know, Romine, like that was going to be your offensive production. And it seems to have kind of spread across the board a little bit better now. And, you know, that's all it's going to be about. My, my last thing with the Tigers today, of course, they do play the White Sox again tomorrow. Um, my last thing here with the Tigers is I am enjoying the fact that they are now in first place in the Central. It, it, it's funny with a team like this because on paper, if you don't watch the Tigers, you look at this lineup and go, who the hell are these guys besides like Miggy and like maybe Crone, Scope, and Romine? Like who are these guys and, and how are they winning games? which is a fair assessment. So to me, in my brain, I like keep waiting for the game where they only get like one or two hits, like three games in a row and they stink, but it hasn't happened yet. So, you know, I, I will say as a guy that I love the Tigers, I want them to succeed. If they make the playoffs tremendous, I think they would. They, they, again, if they, the season end today, they would, but you do have to look at the schedule. You're going to, you're going to see the Indians in town. You're going to see the Cubs. You're going to see the Twins. You have some tough games coming up and some real teams on the slate. So, you know, if the magic happens to wear off against those good teams, maybe we have a different discussion of, of okay, what is your identity here and where are the holes still in the lineup? Because you're going to see holes in this lineup as you continue to go forward. You just start. Once you start seeing the better teams, better pitching um, from, from the opposing teams, like I said, you have some tough games coming up. So we'll see who you are as a team. But but for now, I mean, the White Sox are a team you should beat. I can't tell you the last time I watched the Tigers beat the Indians. So that'll be a fun one. I and mean, it doesn't get much easier. It's been easier a while. It's been a while, Raps. Okay. That's why. But what's the problem? Before we, before we stop talking about the Tigers, I wanted to mention I like Travis Demerit. And I said I <laughs> – Oh, good. And he definitely switched – his swing is not the same – that it was last season. Like you can tell by his stance, it's a little bit different. Just he kind of had that funky stance last year when he first got to the team. And I just like, he's a guy, I think he's a perfect like fourth outfielder. I like, and that's like not some glamorous comment. There's like, whoa, wow, they found their fourth outfielder. <laughs> Sweet. But, like, he's a guy who can pinch run for. You already see him in a high-leverage situation make a really good base running play on a play at the plate. But, like, I see a little potential in him to be able to hit the ball for average. Like, he has, a like, a good compact swing. So, I, I like Travis Samaritan. and I think I didn't give him enough credit, and I kind of – I'm taking back some of the words I said last year in the offseason when they first got him. I think Demerit could be a decent – role player for the Tigers. All right. Trent, anything else to add with the Tigers this week? Restore the roar, baby. Go Tigers. <laughs> Wrong yep. team, but okay, yeah. Oh, maybe that, that could be a Tigers thing too, I guess. The other thing too that bothers me with the Tigers is that already he's looking on the schedule and the, both of the Cardinals games has been postponed again. So like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It mean, just, restore it, the roar is a Tigers thing. It's a lot. It's both. No, it's Alliance. And I've seen it. I swear I've seen it on T-shirts. No, it's Alliance. And what do they do? They do something with the roar. What is it? Restore the roar. Bless you, boys. Uh, I'm trying to think. Bless you, boys, yes. But, uh, the roar is also a Tigers thing, I swear. No, but it's defend a den in one pride. Restore the roar might be Tigers. I, I swear it is. Someone look this up. Someone look this up. I see the logo. It's like the wording with like a claw mark through it, and the claw mark is orange. 
I swear. I'm telling Dude, the you. The Tigers have fire logos. They just have like eight different logos that are all fire. The little like cartoon tiger that they have is like an alternate logo, fire. I looked up Restore the Roar and I got like some book. So I'm going to just table the. Uh, <laughs> I got a book. Charles the Dickens. Restore the Roar. Uh, defeat the Spirit. I can't even read this because I got the zoom in the way. Defeat the Spirit of Fear with the Breath and Power of God. So probably not exactly what we're looking I for. I think Restore the Roar is Lions then. I think, yeah, I think we'd come to consensus as Lions then. <laughs> Whatever. I stink. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do we have anything else to do for uh, before we do my segment, or do you want me to? No, roll? nope. I was gonna turn it over to you, Trent, for your uh, for the Trent's trifecta. Trent segment is whatever. The is the name for Trent segment? Trent segment. Trent's trifecta and Rams yeah. like it. I don't like it, but you got you two both seem to like. I do Trent's like trifecta. it, but I forgot we did this. I forgot we. My thing, listen, Rabs. My my thing is like, if you don't like it, you gotta come with you gotta come with options. But you no, know, I, I know, digress. I know. I didn't think about. It. I've been of, doing other things. It's the same principle of you know uh, our first year on the pod here when when Collins kept saying that Stafford wasn't the answer, and I was oh saying, oh my god, <laughs> if you can give me a name, if you can give me someone else, you got who you think we could realistically get. That was that. not my point, Trent. <laughs> oh, okay, whatever. It's revisionist history, and I think I've earned the we right. Uh, if you look, go back and listen to those episodes, we literally talked about Stafford every episode for about like 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. You said the same stuff. Yeah, I know. Not great, I mean, but hey. The, the true Motown rundown was born, like, mid-winter of, of, of last year. No, it was before that. It was well, – I think it was – was it last year or – no, you're probably right. Was it when did they lose to Dallas? Was that that last was the year? first episode on. That was me and Colin's first episode on, I believe. Really? No, I don't think it was. When it's did, all whenever, blur. I don't know. Whatever. The loss to Dallas made them one and three. I remember that. Yeah, that's when we had some big blow ups. I remember that, but let's move on. Okay, okay. Anyways, Trent's segment, Trent's trifecta, whatever the hell you want to call it, so I can appease our host here. Here's your first Thanks. question. What is the best – okay, okay, wait, i got to preface this. So, Rams moved out. We already talked about all that. Yeah, Rabinowitz, you're also, you're also kind of like a gimmicky Snapchat guy. Like, you play music. Whoa, and on your Snapchat. Wow. What Sometimes, is that? Listen. What? That was <laughs> a slap in the face. Let me Give tell me. you why I'm taking this shot. I'm, I'm taking this shot because Rabs said that I take the low-hanging fruit of Twitter humor – so this is my this is my kind of retaliation. Uh, here's the deal. I just want to know what's the best going away song. What song do you play? What song do you play when it's all over? You know, it could could be anything. It could be. What song? You guys, you guys are. Soft. When I die. You no, just <laughs> when you're done doing something you've done forever, like what's song? Yeah, good good question, Trent. Um uh, what's the one we played for uh Julian, the, the Green Day song, Time of Your Life? <laughs> yeah, that's a great that's a great one. That's sad. Um I'm trying to think uh, of some other ones. There's only one answer. What is, is that it? it? No, I no, I just want I want to see if Rab states it. There's only one answer. Um oh uh there's only one answer. I just gave you my – well, I'm trying to think of some other ones. I like Time of Your Life is a good one. 
Um, oh, I, I Collins, you're gonna. I don't say think that's it, the man. name of the song, on Rabs, but I know it, I know what song you're talking about. What's what's the name? I'm trying to think of the one. Um, well, I'll tell I'll I'll tell you what the right answer is. I did it my way by Frank Sinatra. Oh. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like maybe, but that's that's more of like a very like bad. a hard ass, like fist in the air, like yeah, I'm out of here. I'm. I was yeah, thinking well, more along that's the lines you. Of like, You're a hard ass. You're the definition of a hard ass. <laughs> How do you? Where does that? Where does that come from? I don't. I don't does that mean that. hard ass? And you have gimmicky Snapchats. Okay, I, I don't. I don't follow the, the gimmicky roast, Snapchat. The roast of Ryan Rabinowitz today. No, there, you, you know what a hard ass is. You don't do anything like you don't just like dip your toe in anything, Rabs. You're full board, and you're always you're always in. Like you're like you're in or you're out. No, is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Rams. Yeah, that's fair. I only, have, good. I only have one more question. I don't have a trifecta. I know. So I how? Said. So how are we gonna call no, this? Listen, listen, listen. Here's the deal. The third, someone else asked us. The third question is gonna involve you taking a shot back at me. So I need you to start thinking. Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> the wheels I, turn. All right. And and Collins, I'll go to you with the second question. Here it is. Would you I get to answer than, this question? What? What? I don't get to answer the second question too. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just going to Collins first. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, Collins, what would you rather have? No college football or no NFL football in the spirit of today's news? No NFL football. Not even close. Oh, not even close? I love the Lions, but, like, yeah, the no, abundance, I, I think I, I think it's different because I literally, the last, like, 10 years my family, we just tailgate every single Saturday in East Lansing. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's a little bit different than you about that, like not being able to be in order like in the yard of old horticulture in East Lansing, but by the art building, trying to get in there so you go to the bathroom, not in the porta potties every time it's closed. But you, for some reason, you think it's going to be open that one Saturday. It never is. But I love college football, and I just like I love the atmosphere of Saturdays more than Sundays. Like, I love Sundays. I love fantasy football. I love, like, the red zone. I love Scott Hansen. But there's no better feeling in the world than when you wake up at 7 in the morning for a college football Saturday and you – it's like the, the music gets bumping and you're like, here we go. And then you hear college game day. Oh, a year without college game day, if I – oh, that just made me so sad. I, I – I would definitely go college football. I think I just like – I like college sports a little bit. Not more than pro sports, but college football, I definitely like more than pro football. You, you explained your answer very well. Very, very warranted. Okay, Rabs, would you rather have no college football or no NFL football? You know, I, I, when I initially heard the news today, which, again, still really hasn't been, like, confirmed because I see – kind of went that back. says – yeah, yeah, they were like, well, no official talks. So, I don't know. I'm not going to count the season out so far, even though it's probably like I, – never. I don't even want to comment on it. But when I heard that news today, I immediately thought of Ryan Collins and his family because I was talking with my buddies before we moved out. I was saying – I think I texted you guys too. Like, I – the one thing I want to do with – if you know, hoping I have something of disposable income in my life, I need to be back in East Lansing every Saturday there's a game. And Collins yeah. hit the nail on the head. And that's, I think, the one biggest thing that 
I'm going to miss probably. And my heart hurts for a guy like Ryan Collins, who's going to be a senior. And if he doesn't get the opportunity to tail, like that's the one, the one well, silver lining. That. I, we're past that. It's I'm over that. We've got to, <laughs> well, I'm in denial about that, but we're it, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. The, the atmosphere, the atmosphere is of college football surpasses to be honest. It makes you want to try especially being from, from Michigan where I know like the Detroit football tailgating scenes like decent, but it ain't like Bill's mafia type tailgating. So the tailgating in this, in this state is, you know, beats yeah. anything you can do on Sundays. I just think for me, NFL football is like ingrained in the culture of America more than college football at that, like, at least in the like state of Michigan. Maybe I know it's kind North. of, yeah, it, it just like it feels like the NFL football, like you're, you're the whole schedule of life revolves around like Sunday and like here comes Sunday and the Lions are playing. Everyone's talking in the office about the Lions. And it's like that's that's just how it is for me. I, you know, I don't know. That's a really tough question. I would probably rather have college football, too, because I enjoy it more. But I will say if you're going to give me the option between a COVID college football season and an NFL one, I'd probably take the NFL because oh, if, yeah, you can't tailgate, sure. if you can't tailgate, you can't get yeah. in the stadium for college football. It's like, well, whatever. I'll turn the TV on on Sunday and watch the Lions and it is what it is. But that's a good no, question. Definitely. A tough one. I completely wraps. That was a great point you just made. A COVID college football and a COVID like NFL season are two different things because yeah. one of the best things about the – like when you go to a college football game, you're like you hear the band, the fight song. Oh, dude, it's magic. unmatched, man. Yeah, that's – like that's this, the mascot, the cheerleaders. Like that's a part of the, like the experience. That's why you love it so much. The drunk kid getting escorted by the police out of Storm <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> like that's a, that's a part of the atmosphere. You go to an NFL game, like – it's an, it's very enjoyable. Trent is a season ticket holder at Ford Field. That's a great place to watch a game. But you also have to deal with, like, literally, like, the drunk 45-year-old guy with, like, a snake tattoo on his neck that might kill you in front of you because he's had, like, 15 Bud Lights. And he's in Section 315, like, losing it because there's, like, one guy from Minnesota there just minding his own business and he just <laughs> loses it. Like that, like, that happens every once in a while at an NFL game. Yeah. And I think it's just like it's the pro game. Like there's not as much pageantry. There really isn't. Yep, and that that's kind of where I was going with it, Collins. It's like you guys, my my answer is I'd rather have NFL. Uh, I don't think that's really much of a shock. But like you, the, the reasons you gave, both of you guys, like obviously very warranted. It make a lot of sense for the people you Trent, are. So wait, wait, wait. As a college student, would you rather have NFL or a regular college football season this year? A regular or a regular? Yes. Well, as a season ticket holder for the Lions, I'd rather have a regular foot NFL. That's season. a crazy statement, dude. He loves he loves the Lions, dude. That's not surprising. He loves the Lions. You, you get it from your perspective. No, like, I get it. I get what you're saying. Growing up, you know, going to MSU tailgates, like my whole life has been like, oh, we get our family. We're picking out our Lions game this year, or like, and now yeah. like, the last three years has been, you know, tailgating every other Sunday, whatever the case would be, but. So, so it's just like it's the same principles there for me. Like I get I, it. You know, like, you'd rather have a normal NFL season than a normal college season. But you're, but you're in the mix. Like you're here. Like you're in East Lansing right now. That's like too. I guess I don't not, know. Not everyone is like the annoying girls in the Air Force Ones aren't in the mix in Detroit. Like you know, it's Ooh. just kind. Of, it's a little different. Well, yeah. 
I kind of like the annoying girls in the Air Force ones, but that's just, <laughs> that's just me. Okay, fair, fair. We don't have to hash that out anymore, but yeah. obviously we would, you know, if any of us had a gun to our head, we would um, rather have both. I know, this one. sucks. So, um, God, I hate this. <laughs> my, my, third, my, my third question is really just kind of a dumb question, and that's why I was going to roll it back and just say, Rabs, you can just take a shot at me. No, that's fine. No, no, I want you to. I want you to hit me. I'm trying. I don't have any shots for you, man. You bought me dinner the other day. <laughs> I don't have nice anything guy. for you. Say something mean about me right now. Um, I think it's kind of scummy that you're in an abandoned apartment recording this yeah. podcast. We haven't talked about that enough. Like it's really, <laughs> it's really throwing me off. That's <laughs> it. That's all I got. There's nothing in here. Badly. I know that almost <laughs> makes it worse, dude. What like, like water? So Trent is showing off like what like the surroundings. What if you like did that and then someone just like walks out of the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Was just like taking a poop, like they're just <laughs> sending that. Yeah, I would freak out if that happened. All right, uh, hey, what's your question? Oh my god, don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah, that so bad radio. Bad, but the, don't do bad that radio. Again. Enough of the bad radio. My third question is. Do I or do I not get my refund for my season tickets? Ooh, I actually—that's yes. actually a good talk. No, that's like one hundred percent yes. Let me set the stage first. So here's the deal. Trent's the guy who wanted to get it though, because he just yeah. eats Honolulu Blue. Here's the thing. That's that's the thing, Collins. I, if if it's gonna be thirty percent capacity, I will be one of that thirty percent. Because here's the other thing. I could go to four games and make my money back on the other four because demand will be so high for tickets. No. My Thanksgiving Day game ticket for probably half the price I paid for all of my tickets. So that's just something to think about. Also, my internship this summer was unpaid, in which case I made no money this summer. I am financially struggling, and would it be a smarter investment to sell? Yeah, get the money back. Yeah, get the money back. Just take the money back, though. Like I don't know. You got no Trent because I don't think they're gonna have fans regardless. Like I really, I don't believe that at least for a while. But especially because Alliance have an indoor stadium too, and that that makes it a little bit harder yeah, for them to put on the game in other places. This, like in, in the pandemic was really bad in Detroit at the beginning. So I don't know. I just burped in the middle of me making a statement, but uh, right. um, like I, you got you got it. I think I mean. I thought, like, the whole deal is, like, if they cancel it. Like, th- my dad is going through the same thing because this is Michigan State season ticket holder. I think it's, like, they get a 30% discount next year. Yeah, you can roll it in to the next roll year. Roll it in. Like, I get that, but are are you going to get tickets next year? Yes. So, what? I can roll it in. But the other thing is, do I am I am struggling right now. Then you need to get the money out. Like it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's not even. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you take another option. There's a, there's an old phrase that was that's been passed down to me uh, from a friend of mine that I still to this day don't really understand. But it's a, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, which essentially is it's better to hold on to something that you already got than to risk losing it by it, trying to attain something better. So point being there is if you want to try and play the game of, oh, well, I'll only go to four games and sell the other four, and either A, 
you don't end up being able to sell them or they just cancel the season and then you're out X amount of money. You're what, 9, 20 years old? How old are you, 20? I am 20 years old. Yeah, it's not like you're like 80 years old and you might not live to see the next Lions season, dude. Like you'll have a next year. So I would say sell the tickets so that you have something to feed yourself with money-wise this school year. And you can when they, when they pack Ford Field and they're selling out game one next year, you got a ticket to go because if they're the, a sellout that has a maximum of a 10,000 person occupancy ain't going to be as fun as you think it is. It's going to be a novel though. Yeah. I had, you know, tell your kids I had season tickets during the pandemic and there were only seven people out in the stadium and I was one of them. That's kind of cool, but they're not going to have however, fans though. They could. The Lions said they're anticipating having fans in Ford Field. So is Michigan. But the NFL doesn't care. They're serious. They don't care about this. Trent, you would go? I honestly wouldn't feel comfortable, honestly. I I would go. I mean, I would be smart about it. Like, after I go, I'm not going to go around my grandparents for 10 days, and I'm not going to, like, you know, kiss people. Go high-five Detroit Don. Yeah, I'm just not going to. Oh, my God. Detroit Don is the definition of a super spreader. That would be a problem. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, that's, don't that's go. So, um, that's it. Get, get uh, rid of segment, them. Segment done. Good questions. Good. Those are good questions. I don't know how I tried to go. make them timely, you know, compared to what's going on. You know? Yeah. I, I think of them the day of, but. That's good. Here's what, here's what we can end on after Trent's trifecta. I know we usually – we've implemented the dumb sports radio segment that everyone loves. We have not mentioned this yet, Collins. I know you didn't really want to do it at the end, but I know you have some thoughts on this. Um, this this seems like something that could be talked about on the radio that like isn't actually important and no one cares about, but people yeah. like Collins have opinions on for some reason. Uh, if if people haven't been on on Twitter or whatever social media, um, people might not even know J Cole, the rapper. Try, how would you explain J Cole? I like J. He's Cole. A very famous rapper from very North famous Carolina. Rapper. I think that I think everyone who is at least you know thirty and under knows J Cole. Okay, well, popular rapper from North Carolina. Uh, I guess the he, something. Same to song workout. Yes, good, good dude. He's got some unbe- unbelievable songs. I don't even know how this like started of him just being like maybe on Twitter. Oh yeah, like, I kind of want to play in the NBA. And then you you knew. Here's the thing with this move. The Pistons reached like on Twitter. We're like, oh, at J Cole. Hey, hey, if you want to come try out for the NBA, like we'll give you a spot or whatever. Like, there, you you had to know, again, I don't know how something like J. Cole, like, hinting it, like, yeah, I'd love to play in the NBA. Like, who wouldn't want to play in the NBA? I don't know how that attracts attention like it did. But you knew one team was going to go out and do it and be like, oh, yeah, like, you'd look great in the jersey and, like, post a picture of them. It just unfortunately was the Pistons. And, like, Collins, I know you're, like, kind of worked up about it. So I'll let you, you uh, air your grievances. J. Cole is not good at basketball. That is my problem with this. I don't care what any – like, the video I saw, his jump shot was – like, he's not getting that up in any pickup game. Cool, he's making wide-open jumpers in a gym by himself. I could do that. Like, I could do that. Like, give me – if I hired a basketball coach, yeah, I'd be wedding threes. I just would be. Like, don't give me uh, – how tall is J. Cole? Or like all these rappers are way smaller than like you think. Well, They're like five four. I'll tell you this: J. Cole is thirty five years old, and that alone would kind of he's six yeah. foot two. 
He's six foot two. Damn, I was completely LeBron. wrong about no, that. No, no, but you're 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 right in the aspect. Like I think Kendrick. Yeah, I don't think he's five, good. Five, five, you know. I, yeah, I don't like. He's not like the whole thing is like Master P playing on the Toronto Raptors for like some preseason games, and like there's some that like little Romeo playing at USC for basketball. Like those guys are actually Calvin, like who? Calvin Cambridge. Go. <laughs> Lil Bow Wow, that was a great yeah. Nickelodeon show. Shout out. Um, uh, <laughs> um, I just, I, I, I hate it. I just hate why'd it. Why would you like? Yeah, like, but like, why? Why did you care so much? Why did it strike? I didn't care. I just, I was annoyed by like the whole Twitter thing. They're like, oh yeah, Cole World. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like. He's not even from here. Like, what? What are we yeah, doing? I, I, I didn't understand it. Like, I. It's, I really not even, it's not even that either. Like, I really thought I missed. Jay Cole is like weirdly unpopular with younger people. I like Jay Cole a lot. No, no, no. Jay Cole is one of those people. You're either like you either are the biggest diehard fan of Jay Cole ever, or you just hate him. I don't think there's like a lot of middlemen on Jay Cole. They're like he either stinks or he's very good. Like, and I, I don't know, but. It just – I don't know. The, the, I, maybe it was just, like, the graphic. The graphic was terrible, by the way. They well, did, like, the 15 on the J – they did J. Cole with the 15 on the slate. And, like, the J and the Cole weren't spaced together. Like, did someone throw a period on that? Like, I don't know why I was mad about the grammar on the back of the graphic, but I was. I, I don't know why I was mad. It's probably it's stupid that I was mad, but I am the mad. The biggest problem with this, Collins, and, and you kind of hinted at it, and you know what, after this – There's no problem with it. I just get mad at it for some reason. My biggest problem with it is I understand he wore the number 15 in high school or whatever. Did he? That number is retired in your franchise because Vinny Johnson oh, – I didn't even realize that. that. Oh, wow. Yeah, what like, a horrible no – one, No one cared. Like, no one even mentioned that. Like, well, yeah, Vinny Johnson should – yeah, we got a 35 year old rapper come in who, and, and we'll let him play for our team. But we'll let him wear a uh, a retired jersey number, and we only have like eight of those. Yeah, let's do that. Like, Why I, is Vinny Johnson's number retired? Like, has, has has anyone ever had that conversation? What are you questioning? Why his jersey's retired? Yeah, because I don't know. He played for the Pistons for nine years and won two championships and hit the game winner in Game Five. To give the Pistons back-to-back titles against yeah, the cool. Like I'm just saying, like <laughs> pretty iconic. It's kind of odd for like the like sixth best player on a championship team to have his number retired. He was like the fourth best player, I would say. He would have started on any other team in the league. You we had Isaiah and Joe Dumars, and I would even argue Ooh, that well, in today's NBA with small ball and whatnot, he would have started anyways back then. So who knows? I don't, know. I don't know. The Pistons have a the Pistons have a wild jersey retirement type of thing going on. Yeah, remember when you guys tried to make the case that Rip shouldn't have had his jersey retired? He shouldn't have. He shouldn't I, have. You guys have lost your minds. You think Rip should have had his jersey retired? I forgot. Yes. About this. How many how many seasons was he like longevity counts for something and he won? He was the yeah, fourth best dude, player on that team. It's, it's not like he won like six titles and like I don't know, dude. I just think jersey retiring, you can't just hand them out willy-nilly. They don't. They like every yeah, single they do. They do. Dude, every single one of the Red Wings jersey retirements, like those are some strong jerseys in the rafters. So is the Tigers. 
Tigers too. Yeah, they don't just build statues out there for anyone. I'm just trying. My point now is, you gotta now you gotta retire Tayshon's number. Yeah, no. You're right. Now, first of all, this is a great segue. This is what dumb sports segments are all about, right here. <laughs> Talking about not jerseys being retired. This is right where we got and right in the sweet spot. But like Rip Hamilton was like three best players on the team were Chauncey, Big Ben, and then Rasheed Wallace. And then Rip Hamilton was a really nice role player for them. He was good. What is the 2004 Pistons most like? Like, what are they most remembered for? They are remembered for beating Shaq and Kobe. Okay. And I want to look up. I'm just uh, give me a second here. I want to tell you, uh, Rip Hamilton should have been the MVP of the finals that year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the numbers. One second. Give me a second here. What? Chauncey was nasty. What are you talking oh, about? Is, 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 let is me Sheets number retired? No, it no. should be because he was only here for six years. Well, he was better than Rip Hamilton all six years he was here. Rip Hamilton played 44 minutes a game in that series, averaged 21.4 points. And four assists. Chauncey averaged 21 points, five assists, played 38 minutes. Rip Hamilton and Rip Hamilton guarded Kobe. That's what I'll say. Rip Hamilton guarded Kobe. So Rip Hamilton should absolutely have his number retired. Of course. I'm not handing him out. I'm not saying men. We're handing him out, dude. We're handing him out. I don't (laughs) Whatever. How long did Rodman play in the Pistons? Dennis Rodman was an icon. He's the greatest rebounder of all time. I'm just saying, your, your whole thing with Rashid is that he did, played six years. Yeah, Dennis played, let's see. I don't, Dennis played eight, seven, seven. But he also won three rebounding titles and was, like, nasty. Like, they don't win. The bad boys don't win without Rodman. Yeah, neither does the Pistons. <laughs> like, the 04 Pistons. If you're trying to tell me that Rashid Wallace was not significantly a more icon, a less iconic Piston than Dennis Rodman, then you've lost your mind. I agree, I with, you, Rash- I agree with you. I think Rashid's more iconic than Dennis Rodman. And you that's can quote me on you're, that. You're 21 years recency old. Recency bias. No, that's not recency bias. When you, think of the bad, when you think of the bad boy Pistons, you do think of Rodman. He's like the first or third or like I, – I, I think of Rashid dead last, fourth out of the fifth. Fourth no, out of five. That's a lie. That's a lie. Oh, no, just... t- I'm telling you, it goes Chauncey, Big Ben, Rip, Sheep. And then Tayshawn. That's fair. That's actually fair, Trent. And if you think bad boy Pistons, you think you think Rodman before Dumars. You do. Don't tell me you don't. You think no. Isaiah, Lambeer, Rodman. That is the three right there. Those are the – No, you think of Isaiah, Lambeer. No, you think Isaiah, Lambeer, Mahorn. And then Dumars. Your, and then your list is just black. No, I love Rick you, Mahorn, but I don't think of him before Dennis Rodman on the bad boys. No, they. when you talk about the bad boys, you talk about Mahorn and Lambier. Like, that's a fact. And then you, like, hint at in a little bit of the bottom. You're like, oh, yeah, Dennis Rodman was the best defender of all time. You're so wrong. First of all, Rick Mahorn was only on one of those championship teams. Yeah, Second but you still – the they, the they, they still win without Rick Mahorn. I get I'm what you're saying. saying that. No, no, I get what you're saying. Like, Rick Moore instilled that culture of, like, the bad boys. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying name recognition when you think of a team. And when I think of the 4 Pistons, I think of they traded for Rashid midseason and it put him over the top. Okay, fair. But I still don't think – I don't know, whatever. 
Whatever. No one else I'm, say it. Rashid's I'm better not, than Dennis Rodman. <laughs> well, of course, but oh, no. I'm not going to make the Hall of Fame. Whoa, whoa. Did you say that he's not better than Dennis Rodman? I was kidding, but. No, well, Rod. No, no. He's, Is Rodman in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. What was his, like, Hall of Fame speech like? Have you ever watched it? I've oh, seen it many geez. times, yes. He started was it weird? He apologized to Scottie Pippen. And then he said he didn't play the game for the money. He didn't play the game to get famous. He's just crying. It was, it's pretty good. Okay. People watch. It's only about 15 minutes long. Well, Rabs is on his phone. I think it's time to wrap up. I, I, did, I, I just I, – you guys clearly had something to get off your chest there. I just wanted to let you guys go. I didn't – I really stopped listening for <laughs> the last couple minutes. But I, are you guys good now? Are you guys all hashed yeah. out? I will say this, though. I miss being in the studio because I need to see Collins' face when we have these interactions. I can't see Collins. I know. It's <laughs> yeah, tough. his camera's broken still. I'll have a new computer by not switch, so. Oh, good. Perfect. Collins, you said you're moving up to East Lansing next week? Yes. Yeah, good for you, man. What I would do for another year. But not like this, though. The COVID year, like. It's Collins, not going to it's it's be different. In a weird way, in a weird way, Collins, I feel like you're mentally stronger than me and like not in like a wise like wisdom type way, but more of just like a I just like I just do what I have to do to get through life and that's how I Well, I mean like way. I like the thing about it though is when you think about like oh, COVID college like it it sucks for these kids like in their senior year. Yeah, it does. It also sucks for like the 30 like the million people who lost their jobs does this and like it, it could be a lot worse. I mean, you're right. Yeah, that, that was awesome, Collins. That was that was some good stuff from you there. I know, You're right, saying, Collins. Every, everyone is struggling with this shit. Like, it's not just us. You're right. But it does suck I'm, that it comes <laughs> in my senior year. I'm not going to not, like, put that out. And it sucks that – whatever. It sucks. It sucks for everyone. On the bright side, though, I did get two of my new golf clubs in today. Cobra fam. Cobra made. There you go. Yeah, no, 79. Today. Now we'll go from a 17 handicap to a 16 and a half. There you go. Something like I'm at that. a five handicap right now. Yeah, no, we get it. You're a good golfer. You played in high school, we know. Yes, yeah, suck it. <laughs> All right. All right, that's it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for our show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode. We're on Apple Podcasts and we are on Spotify. New episodes every week. We'll see you next time. Stay safe. Wear your mask. We love you guys. Take it easy.